0: Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports
1: 98.9 The
0: Game. And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. And Eric Fry. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
1: Hello, welcome in. Welcome in here on this Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to you out there. Welcome in to a live rendition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Happening out there here on this uh, beautiful Memorial Day. Sharp Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you for the next hour, per usual, here on ESPN Radio. And of course, coming up, we got a good show lined up for you, as always. A loaded show after a post weekend, and naturally. So, we'll give you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend here shortly. We also got a lot of things to uh, unpack from the world of NBA. Game seven tonight, Memorial Day. What could be better? Mm. And We'll talk about that and how we got there. We'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports, some uh, sectional regional championships on a Friday and a Saturday, and a super sectional games that going on right now. Casey, St. Anthony, they're both in action currently or right now. And we'll give you some live updates as we have them coming up here in uh, just a little bit. And we'll take a whip around in Major League Baseball as well from over the uh, weekend. we we'll to talk about what happened in Cleveland, especially yesterday. But we'll get into it. And uh, who were the Cubs taking on this weekend?
2: Oh, not, the Reds. We're not going oh, to talk, talk about, talk about, about them either.
1: Chicago. No, <laughs> we're not talking about what happened in Chicago this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, oof. Not a uh, good yeah. good weekend for yeah. our two area teams mm-hmm. there, but the Cardinals are back in action. They'll be uh, here shortly after uh, we're off the air. Twelve twenty will be uh, the uh, start time mm-hmm. here on Memorial Day They're in uh, St. Louis as it's against the rivals from across the state. I eh, don't really consider it a rivalry, but yeah. uh, it's the uh, uh, I-something, I-72? I's, yeah. Nah, it's, that doesn't sound right. I-70. But... That didn't sound right either, but maybe
3: uh,
1: it's uh, Illinois or it's uh, St. Louis and Kansas City matching up uh, today uh, there in uh, St. Louis coming up and we'll talk about that. We'll hit up on the Stanley Cup playoffs as that series gets extended as well as the Panthers just sit and wait patiently there at home and we'll recap everything that happened in racing and we got some racing uh, today thanks to uh, some rain Out there Mm -hmm. in North Carolina, but uh, no, well, there was rain in Monaco, but they still raced through it. Raced through it, yes, and so they finished the race, and we'll touch on that, and the Indy 500 as well, of course, Mm -hmm. concluded yesterday as well, so we'll hit up on everything racing as well. Of course, uh, the uh, started lineup would not be possible without uh, the uh, folks from uh, McMahon Meets Tingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Tattapoa State Bank. It would not be possible here on uh, this Memorial Day without uh, them as well. So, uh, we got a lot to uh, get to here today, and of course, so whatever we don't get to here in the treasure Show, we get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion and you can find that pod where you find your favorite pods itunes spotify and check it out on the website evmradio.com as well all right so we set the table here on this memorial day we got hot dogs we got all sorts of barbecue food here and we got sports to talk about as well so let's jump right into it and let's hit it up with first things first
0: before we get into the show First things first,
1: and with all that barbecue food, we also got uh, one of the best things in all of sports. We got a, a game of seven uh, tonight, and how did we uh, get there? Boston uh, forces a game of seven uh, later on uh, tonight with the win on a uh, Saturday, as uh, thanks to a Derek White a tip-in there at the uh, very end uh, steals the uh, victory there after uh, the Heat. Jimmy Butler at the line making those clutch free throws. But then a late tip-in there by Derek White. Just got it in in the nick of time right before the red light came on. And Derek White is a Boston hero, especially if they go on to a win of this series. But Boston, they win 104-103 to win game six and come all the way back here and force a game seven today.
3: I, Travis, I don't know how we got here. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, it looked uh, pretty uh, easy for uh, Boston early on. They had a a double-digit lead there late, and then all of a sudden the Heat came on there late. I mean, man, Duncan Robinson had had two wide-open three-point looks to uh, give the Heat the lead, but to no avail. And then, of course, there with uh, less than five seconds to go, Jimmy Butler's fouled there by Al Horford and uh, they went to review it, and what was most significant about that play would end up being significant was not that it was ruled that Jimmy Butler was behind the three-point line, but they reset the clock Mm -hmm. to three seconds. Mm -hmm. And so every little bit of seconds mattered in the very end as it would turn out. And, you know, at the end of games, we see sometimes just all of a sudden, no, just tenths of seconds get added to the clock, and maybe it doesn't matter, but – it mattered on Saturday, and uh, Boston just stole it. You need to
3: box out, first <laughs> of all, if you are Miami. Yeah. How you let that even happen Right. is a crime. Yeah, and I don't know if it would have been in time, but
1: Jason Tatum was right there on the other side yeah. if Derek White doesn't get it. Yeah. So,
3: uh, Travis, this Heat team, if they lose tonight, has to be a top-five sports collapse of all time. Oh, for sure. Because they were in the driver's seat. They Boston were. was on life support. People were saying, ah, I think people were already booking their hotels, like media personalities, to go cover a Denver-Miami NBA Finals. Because no it was over.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
3: And these past three games, Miami seems like they've been thinking it's over too. Yeah. Only the other way. Mm-hmm. And now Miami... Both these teams, let's start with, are in uncharted territory, mm-hmm. because Boston became the first team to come back from being down 0-3 and then host a game seven. Yeah. The host tonight, so that uh, that's going to be a, a raucous ra- ra- place. Yeah. To to go into tonight, and Travis Array for this, these two teams are going to face off in a game seven for the second straight year. Last year. It was mm-hmm. May 29th, too. Mm. So how about that? Two straight years to the day, we're getting a game seven between these two teams.
1: Mm. That is interesting. It's the
3: first time opposing teams will play in game seven in consecutive years since ninety four and ninety five, and it's only the sixth time overall. Uh, the Heat are looking to make their seventh final appearance since two thousand six, would be the most in the NBA span. NBA during that span. And Travis, the Heat are looking to become the third team in NBA history to rank last in points per game during the regular season and reach the NBA finals. Hmm. You gotta go all the way back to 1963 64 Warriors. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we know the second eight seed to reach the finals. Um, but again, they have not looked the same. Jimmy Butler, 26 points per game on 46% shooting in wins, where he's 22 points per game on 36% shooting in losses. He is a different guy in these losses. They yeah. Boston has changed up their defense or something to where Jimmy Butler is not playing like he was those first three games. The swag and the confidence that Miami had is gone. Oh yeah. Totally. As it as it should be. Yeah. So, um, bam, this is his second career game seven. He had twenty five points and eleven rebounds last year against the Celtics. Um, but he shot four of sixteen in game six. His 25% field goal is the worst in any playoff game with 10 f- field goal attempts. Hmm. So uh, now let's talk about the Celtics. We already know the story. Oh, for 150 all time. Our teams are trailing 3 yep. uh, 0. They're the fourth team to force a game seven. The previous three all lost. But Travis, the Celtics are in their 37th game seven all time. That's the most in any franchise in NBA history. Wow. They yeah, have the experience of being in game seven. They're 27-9 in Game 7s and 22-5 and at home.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's the biggest difference uh, that I think of mm-hmm. a team you know, coming back from a 3-0 is that this Game 7 is there
3: at home in Boston for them. Well, not only that, Travis, the Celtics have won eight elimination games over the last two postseasons. Yeah. That is tied for the most over a two-year postseason span in NBA history with the 94-95 Rockets. This is... Not this is this is a place they're used to being with their backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. and the Celtics have five straight wins facing elimination, which is the second longest streak in franchise history. And let's not forget Travis that their rookie coach has five wins already this postseason when facing elimination mm-hmm. after game three, he easily could have. You know, people were writing it off and saying, Oh, this is the end of the Boston dynasty. Tatum and Brown, they're done. Like, what's right, going to happen gonna, after they're gonna this? They're going to fire them. Yeah. They're
1: going to fire the head coach. They
3: fire the coach. And they're going <laughs> to. And it's like, this team has used all of that as fire to come back. And we heard it last year, too, when they were against the Warriors. We heard it last year. Now, they ended up losing that Warriors series. But even against the Heat last year, Travis. Everyone always writes Boston off. Mm-hmm. They did against against was it the 76ers this postseason? Right?
0: Mm,
1: yeah. I and mean, everyone, they everyone wrote them off
3: and said, no. Like, they're they're done. And they find a way to win. That's what this Boston team does. They just find a way to win. They're yep. not flashy about it. They're not in your face about it. They're just. They're the complete opposite of the football team, Travis. The Patriots? Yeah. When they were on their run. Yeah. They never really faced
1: too much adversity. Well, not
3: only that, but the Celtics are very quiet. They're not in your face. They're not loud about it. They're not anything like that. Like, they're very quiet. Like, you very rarely hear Jason Tatum talking, period. You don't hear Brown talking. Period.
1: No, not They're really.
3: just hardworking guys. We talk about Illinois basketball, you know, everyday guys. That just seems like what the Celtics are. Yeah. They just come to work, do their job, and go back home. That's all they're here to do. Right. They don't, yeah. they don't care about all this extra noise. They don't care about any of it. They're just here to do a job and do it right. Right, yeah, and it was
1: not just that uh, you said there at the very beginning uh, of your point there uh, that it wasn't just because Boston fell down 3-0s the way that they fell down in just a week ago on May 21st. They looked terrible. They lost by 26 points to go down 3-0, and even the previous two games weren't that great either, or at least Game Two uh, wasn't either. So it was just that they looked completely ugly in the first three games, and then now the turnaround's been happening and. Uh, they've been playing with nothing to lose because, hey, if they lose yep. again, they're done. And Miami, now the pressure is all on them mm-hmm. uh, because they're going to go down in sports history as, yes, they're an eight seed, but they had this in the bag. Yep. They were They'll up 3-0, the first team. and they could potentially go down in the history books
3: by being the first team to blow a 3-0 lead in the NBA playoffs Tatum this postseason Travis has seven games of 30 10 and five that's tied with LeBron in 20 team for the most in postseason all time he's playing in his seventh career game seven passing his teammate Jalen Brown for the most by a player at age 25 or younger all time and Brown is in his eighth career game seven passes Rajon Rondo for the most by a player the age 26 or younger and don't forget Al Horford Al Horford, Travis, the ageless wonder, is playing in his 10th career Game 7. The only other players to play in at least 10 Game 7s are Ray Allen, who played in 11, Bill Russell with 10, and Paul Pierce with 10. That's some pretty good Celtic company to be, yeah. be in there. So, again, I just – it all, and, and I know we joked. Travis, it all started with Jeter and A-Rod sitting there in Miami. <laughs> yeah, it all started there. So, again, there. if I am – Boston, I'm reaching out to David Ortiz, to Manny, to Johnny Damon, to to yeah. Nomar, to Pedro. I know Nomar wasn't part of that 0-4 team. I get it. But I'm reaching out to anyone I can think of to be sitting courtside because obviously there is some good juju there in Boston for uh, Game 7s. Uh, the Dodgers are playing tonight. I was going to say, Dave Roberts,
1: he's yeah. one of the most important plays of yes. the steal. yes. But- Dave Roberts is gonna be managing in LA. He's busy. Where are the Red Sox <laughs> playing today, Travis? Uh let's see the Red Sox. I don't see I don't see the Red Sox. Get
3: the whole Red Sox team there. Get tickets for the whole yeah. team. No, I don't see the Red Sox. Get the whole team there. The whole front office. Get Theo there. Like get everybody there. <laughs> Anyone Theo. you can think of, because obviously there is some good vibes in Boston when it comes to coming back from 3 yeah. 0 and the baseball team made it happen. And it looks like Travis, the basketball team, is going to, too. I'm going to say this. Boston's going to win tonight. Yeah. Because this Heat team just, it's night and day these last three games and the first three games. So, to me, all the momentum is with the Celtics. Boston has to be the one to counteract the Celtics' momentum, and they haven't been able to do that all Series long, once Boston got rolling, and the way Game Six ended, Travis just sucked any energy Boston uh, Miami had out. So, I think all the momentum is with Boston, and, and I think they're going to ride it to, to victory.
1: All right? Yeah, I would. I would be shocked if the Heat won tonight. So, I would lean Boston as well. But again, just like it was the other night when it was in Boston, uh, Celtics favor by seven and a half points. tonight I am here on ESPN. So a lot of points and uh, just this past postseason when the Celtics beat the 76ers they get here Jason Tatum went off for 51 yep. in a game seven yep. so that's something else
3: now can someone let the Nuggets know they can quit hibernating and they need <laughs> to get back to work because uh, they they've had nothing but time they they've been hibernating for the past week like Grizzly Bears up there in the Rocky Mountains so yep. someone go wake them up and tell them hey it's about time to play basketball again
1: yeah, and then uh, the uh, NBA Finals will start on Thursday. So, yes. not very much of and a rest for either Boston or Miami.
3: I believe we will be having that game on
1: 98 the game. Yeah. Don't quote that me is, on that. It is one of the random days yes, off. We will for, be having that game on 99 the game. Cardinals, so. Yeah,
3: I can guarantee that one. I don't know about after that, NBA but I guarantee finals? Game 1.
1: Game 1 coming at you on a Thursday. We'll see who's going to be matching up with the uh, Nuggets. So it's going to be uh, the Heat or the Celtics. Game of 7. One of the best words in all of sports.
3: Is this much rest bad for the Nuggets, do you think? Is it too long? Have they had might too be. long off? It might be, or they just might be a better team. Because, again, during the NBA season, you are not off for this long. no. Yeah. So it it is it does make me a little concerned.
1: Yep. Uh, we'll find out on a Thursday and yep. we'll find out tonight for a game of seven seven thirty on a TNT this evening between boston and miami all right so we'll step away and we'll come back talking to some local sports local baseball and softball and some live updates from those super sectional games going on currently or right now as we speak so we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the starting lineup
0: the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios will be right back
1: This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the FEM Police Department with another safety tip for online use for your family. While online, a child might provide information or arrange an encounter that could risk his or her safety or the safety of other family members. In a few cases, pedophiles have used online services and bulletin boards to gain a child's confidence and then arrange a face-to-face meeting. Parents, be sure to stay in touch with your children's online activities, and if you detect any threats to your
2: child's safety, notify your local police department.
0: Imagine the possibilities with Topliss State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topliss State Bank in Topliss, Sigel & Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC.
2: Since 1956, Stefan Heating and Air Conditioning has been family-owned and operated and proud of their hometown ethics. Their technicians are highly trained and experienced to keep you comfortable no matter what the season. More than just a dealer, they're a Rheem Pro Partner. The third generation of Steffen's is proud to offer you quality Rheem Heating and Air Conditioning systems, along with fireplaces, mobile home parts, and outdoor entertainment areas. Stefan Heating and Air Conditioning, your Rheem Pro Partner on North Route 45 in Effingham. When your income depends on your diesel equipment, you can depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment.
3: This is Cleet Bierman. Warmer temperatures means more stress on those diesel engines. Our technicians will keep your diesel engine running cool and your air conditioning putting out cold. Also depend on us for transmission, hydraulic and electrical repairs,
2: and the largest parts inventory in the area. You expect a lot from your truck. We exceed your expectations. We're Crossroads Truck Equipment. Tuning into the baseball game, monitoring the incoming storm, catching your favorite talk show. These are just a few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month. And did you know AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times? It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Get in zone,
1: AutoZone.
2: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working
0: on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Valvoline Advanced can help your engine get more miles. Right now, buy a 5-quart jug and get a free STP Extended Life oil filter. That's right, free.
1: Get started on your next job today with the parts you need, when you need them, at AutoZone or
0: AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com free. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter
2: zip recruiter the smartest way to hire and right now you can try zip recruiter for free that's right free at ziprecruiter.com slash free that's ziprecruiter.com slash free ziprecruiter.com slash free
0: and now
1: welcome in to the podcast exclusive of the starting lineup travis sparks here as I let Todd Stapleton go, I certainly appreciate.
0: <clears throat> excuse me. The starting lineup. Oh my gosh! Stop the recording on ninety-eight nine. The game.
1: Into the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you here on this Memorial Day. Let's take a look at some uh, local sports. We'll get to all uh, the uh, live updates uh, coming up here in uh, just a second. But how we got to uh, some of these uh, super sectional games on uh, Friday in a uh, softball class 1A. KZ, uh, uh, they uh, defeated Windsor's two straws by the final of 8-0 to uh, zero to take home the uh, sectional championship there in uh, Farina, And uh, they advanced on and they advanced to uh, the uh, super sectional going on right there today at as, uh, they're taking on Gorville there in uh, Johnson City. And uh, last update here in the top of the seventh, Gorville was leading four to one mm. over uh, Casey. So they got one more chance, three more outs uh, there. Uh. And they are still refreshed it, still four to one in the uh, top of the seventh there. But uh, Casey won another sectional championship. They were looking to get back to Peoria, but. Maybe falling a little bit short, yeah. depending on a late rally. Uh, there, other action in Class 3A in uh, softball on Friday in the Centralia Regional Championship. It was Charleston, the two seed, getting the win over the three seed Effingham by the final of a five to two. So Effingham's season comes to a close uh, there in regional play mm-hmm. as that game was split with a doubleheader earlier in the season, and Charleston gets the. Winner there, and they improved to 24 and 5 or 25 and 5 on the season for the Trojans. So they advance on there to the uh, sectional later on this week, as they'll be taking on Highland later on this week, who won their regional. And they're also a number one seed. So they'll take on the host school Highland there at five o'clock. On Wednesday, therefore, Charleston softball in the Taylorville Regional Championship, it was a Chatham Glenwood uh, defeating uh, the four seed Taylorville by the final of a 17 to two. And in the Mount Zion Regional Championship, it was the uh, number one seed Mount Zion getting the win over Champaign Central 10 to zero. In the Washington Championship uh, Regional Championship, it was the number one seed Washington over the four seed Lincoln by the final of six to one that was the uh, championships on a Friday, on a Saturday in a class 1A baseball. That's where we saw in Altamont, a St. Anthony win over South Central by the final of uh, a 6-1 there. As Brock Day gets the win on the mound there for uh, St. Anthony as South Central got the scoring started with one in the first. But St. Anthony evens it up there in the bottom of the second. And then that would be it for South Central in the way of scoring. Uh, St. Anthony would pick up one in the fourth, three in the fifth. They would add another one there in the sixth, but uh, St. Anthony, a winner. Uh, Fierde got the win on the mound, and he also sent one over the fence as well. He had a home run and uh, two RBIs. Uh, Caney and Schmidt were the other two RBIs. Magnus is the other was the lone RBI man for South Central, and Dodson takes the loss on the mound there, so St. Anthony won on Saturday to advance to uh, today's super sectional game there in uh, Carbondale. And they're also taking on the uh, Bearcats or Wildcats of the of Goreville. And uh, currently at the last update in uh, going into the bottom of the fifth, it was Goreville winning over St. Anthony 6-5. to five so high-scoring affair mm-hmm. there in Carbondale this morning. And the winner of that super-sectional game would take on the winner of the Lincoln Land super-sectional, either G-Bolt Catholic or Jacksonville route, and that would be uh, the winners of those two games would advance to a Friday's game in Peoria. They're at 10 a.m. They're at Dozier Park on Friday, so if uh, St. Anthony is there, we'll definitely update you. Uh, there on a Friday with some live updates from state, so uh, that would be cool. Absolutely. There, bub, long way to go, especially with that. With these two teams, have been uh, battling mm-hmm. uh, this morning there, and uh, also on Saturday in baseball, Columbia did it. They took down a Father McGivney as uh, they defeated the number one seed and only the second loss for the Griffins all season as Columbia. Defeated Father McGivney 6-3 to three to win the Breeze Central Sectional Championship. So they advance on in the Pleasant Plains Sectional Championship. Uh, the number one seed at Quincy and Notre Dame. They had defeated uh, Gillespie. And uh, Gillespie, that was their only loss of the season. And they're bounced out of the uh, sectionals and the postseason. And their season, great season comes to a close. Their best season in school history. Uh, but Quincy and Notre Dame wins that one 5-0 uh there in a class of 3a we had in the only regional championship effingham come away with the win over Mary- marion by the final of eight to one there on a Saturday. so effingham back-to-back seasons they are regional champs and they picked up one in the first one in the third they broke it wide open there in the top of the fifth with six runs uh, marion did score a run in the bottom of the seventh, but uh, FEM still came away with the win. Nichols get the win on the mound. He almost went a complete game, but he went six and two-thirds innings, giving up five hits, one earned run, three walks, and uh, four Ks. Uh, Harper got the uh, last out uh, there. So FEM advances on, and uh, they will advance on in uh, sectional play, and they'll advance to the Centralia. Uh, sectional, as that game is not going to be until Wednesday, and they'll face off against a uh, another top seed, the number one seed there in that subsectional, and it's Troy Triad. They're at 630 in Centralia.
3: And you can get tickets for that because you will need tickets for that uh, using the uh, GoFan. Yeah,
1: a so. lot of these postseason games have uh, happened to have tickets yep. and having to use the uh, GoFan uh, app. Uh, in the uh, Muhammad Regional Championship, uh, Muhammad takes care of business and uh, they uh, defeat Lincoln by the final of 4-1. Uh, to one. Again, with uh, tons of scouts there in attendance there for Brock Walters. And uh, Muhammad gets the win and gets the Regional Championship back-to-back seasons. They're regional champs and uh, they'll advance to uh, the Lincoln uh, sectional on Wednesday at 4.30 and uh, they'll take on uh, Rochester. Who took down a Springfield, and they won that four to nothing to the Rockets. So it'll be uh, the number one Muhammad against the uh, number three Rochester there in Lincoln at 4:30. They're down at the bottom. Uh, the sectional championship would be on Saturday, either with Chatham-Glenwood or champaign Central there in Lincoln, and those two teams will square off on a Thursday mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, let's see. Uh, in a softball on a Saturday, we had uh, St. Anthony. They had to come back to do it, but they won the uh, sectional championship and uh, take down a Tolono Unity, give some revenge for last year as they win in comeback fashion, eight to six, taking down uh, Tolono Unity to win the uh, sectional championship uh, there. So uh, they were down four to nothing at one point after four innings, and the comeback. Uh, was on and uh, then they would uh, trail 6-2 to two, uh, heading into the last two innings uh, but obviously uh, coming back strong and getting the uh, dub for the uh, Lady Bulldogs uh, there so uh, they advanced to two the uh, super sectionals uh, today uh, they're in a 2A and uh, they're facing off against uh, Quincy and Notre Dame as it just started as we were about ready to get on the air and in the bottom of the second it's Saint Anthony five, Quincy Notre Dame three. Mm. So, a long way to go there, and that seems like it's a high-scoring affair there too. Uh, Saint Anthony in a battle in baseball and in a softball, and that game is in Decatur at Millican. and the winner of that game between Saint A and Quincy Notre Dame would advance to uh, Peoria there at the uh, Louisville Slugger Complex at 5:30 on Friday. They would either face the winner of the East Side Central Super Sectional, either Rock Falls or Taylor Ridge, Rock Ridge, uh, there on Friday. So hopefully St. Anthony can get it done there, and we could be potentially talking about Bulldogs in the state in baseball and softball. That would be awesome. There, uh, In Class 3A in the Muhammad Regional Championship in softball is the three-seed Muhammad taking down the two-seed Rand Tool by the final of 10 two zero and that was it from the local sports schedule for today we already updated you on all of the uh, area games going on uh today with those live
3: updates before before we we get out of the local area travis Mm -hmm. i want to give a shout out to uh Track and field teams from over the weekend. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. As they had state. Uh, Shelbyville, Class 1A, Travis finished second as a team. Newton was third as a team. Tuscola, fourth as a team. Congratulations to all of them. I know Saturday night they were having a parade in Newton uh, Mm -hmm. for the team, getting third place, celebrating. And then also uh, KJ Davis from Oblong, Travis, state champion in the long jump in Class 1A. So. Uh, congratulations to him as well, and uh, yeah, so uh, a good representation from our area, doing well at state in every sport, uh, whether it be baseball, softball, or the track and field.
1: Yeah, I saw the Altamont athletes participating uh, yep. there. I know they made, didn't made it to uh, the finals place, but yeah, they did make it to the finals. So I know there was three seniors there yep. uh, finishing up at their career uh, as well. So. There you go. The steak trap make yep. is done and dusted. Yep. It's over for and the I drew, season.
3: I un, 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 unintentionally drove through Charleston on Saturday. Boy, oh, you should have seen the buses. They were everywhere. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. I bet. Not, not a smart one. Totally forgot about that.
1: And it's a, a final there in uh, Johnson City as Casey uh, falls Not as sure. they lose to a uh, Garville 5 to one So Casey's uh, quest of getting back to uh, the uh, state tournament there in Peoria falls one game short mm. in the uh, super sectionals. Still so a great season. Only the third loss there for Casey, uh, uh, but they fall in the uh, super sectionals. And we're still in the middle of the fifth, and it's still 6-5 Garville leading St. Anthony in baseball uh, there. And uh, so we'll check uh, on, and we'll uh, keep monitoring uh, those games. And if we have any updates, we'll uh, pass those along, and we'll continue talking about baseball. But we'll talk about the uh, Major League Baseball and take a whip around what happened there in the majors this weekend. Coming up next here on The Starting Lineup.
0: The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back.
2: Andy's Health Mart
3: Pharmacy is an independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy and is committed to the Effingham and surrounding communities. At Andy's, you'll experience a warm, caring, compassionate expert dedicated to your health. Their pharmacists have a personal commitment to you and our communities. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy today at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and
0: care. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Join us for Memorial Day at Rule King, where we embrace American made. Check out the latest Rudy special, your choice of mulch for $1.99 a bag. Plus, save on lumberjack grilling pellets, now just $8.99. And in honor of those who gave the greatest sacrifice, active military personnel and veterans are invited to 10% off all regularly priced purchases, up to $200 of savings per transaction. Grab these deals and more at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rural King, America's Farm and Home Store. By now you've noticed that car dealer lots are looking a little thin with new vehicles. And while keeping inventory in stock has been a challenge, at Geckner Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the good news is that customer sold orders from most models have still been rolling in. Placing a sold order gets you a build priority at the factory. It locks in your MSRP from any price increases, plus you get the exact options and color you want. For more information, stop by Geckner, Fayette Avenue in Effingham. It's May. Our thoughts turn to the Triple Crown, the end of the school year, and of course Memorial Day. May also reminds us that the summer heat is on the way. Dust and Sun Auto Supplies wants to make sure that your vehicle's AC system is ready to handle the hot temperatures. If you need the full refrigerant charging kit or just a can of R134A, you can trust FJC air conditioning products to help your vehicle keep its cool. Stop in any Dust and Sun Auto Supplies location and let us help you get your vehicle's AC system summer ready.
2: There's a young lady who works at a medical clinic who is currently on Plan Z, the diet by Zola. Hi, I'm Zola. The interesting thing is the clinic she works at offers weight loss solutions of varying types. She tried all that and she worked out a lot too, but she could never get the weight off. She heard about Plan Z and decided to give it a whirl. She only needed to lose maybe 30 pounds max. Well, she emailed me at day 39. She's lost 20 pounds already and she's thrilled. She's down to the lowest weight she's been at since hitting adulthood. This young lady is studying to be a doctor. She says she has learned more from my diet about nutrition than she has in her medical study. She plans to carry what she has learned with her throughout her career. You might be like this young woman. Maybe you only have 20 to 30 pounds to lose to look fabulous in that swimsuit this summer. Maybe you work out and try to lose weight only to fail. This time, get it off by getting on PlanZDiet.com. PlanZDiet.com because you deserve a better diet and I've designed one that works. PlanZDiet.com.
3: And now, where does the furthest Effingham has gotten, and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Travis. Third round, three times. Semis. Once. Once. This year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week, it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no, it's not. It's okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus. Oh, that was so stupid. On 98-9, the game. So
1: stupid. <laughs> I thought this was a freaking trick question.
3: Eric Fry Sports Update: St. Louis City earned its second victory in a row with a 3-1 win over Vancouver at City Park on Saturday. City is now second place in the Western Conference with eight wins, one draw, and four losses for 25 points. St. Louis hosts Houston this Saturday. The Mizzou Tigers baseball team is looking for a new skipper. The program fired Steve Boozer yesterday. Uh, Beiser, excuse me, spent seven seasons leading the Tigers. He finished his tenures with a 188, 155, and one record. However, Mizzou never made the NCAA tournament with him in the dugout, and the team lost its first round of the SEC tournament this season. Mizzou said that a quote, national search for its next head coach is already underway. Speaking of baseball, congratulations to EIU as they won the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament, and they will be advancing to the NCAA Tournament, and we'll find out those brackets coming up at noon. Liam Hendricks is officially back. The White Sox All-Star Closer will be activated by the team before it begins his homestand against the Angels today. Hendricks was diagnosed with stage 4 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in January, but he finished chemo Chemotherapy in early April before announcing he was in remission two weeks later. Hendricks has been on a rehab assignment in the minors since the beginning of May. 34-year-old went four and four with 37 saves and a 2.81 ERA in 58 games with the South Siders last season. Chicago Fire had a draw with New England. They visit Toronto on Wednesday, and the Sky took down Dallas. Welcome
1: back into the uh, starting lineup. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center. It's uh, today. And uh, let's hit up on uh, some uh, Major League Baseball from over the uh, weekend. Uh, the two teams that we are uh, fans of here did not fare so well over the uh, weekend. And on uh, Sunday, yesterday, it was the Guardians getting the win over the uh, Cardinals. So four to 3 as Ryan Helsley blows it there in the uh, ninth inning. Had a couple walks and gave up the uh, two-run double to Jose Ramirez to walk it off there as Cleveland wins the series 2 to 1. So um, they win the weekend there against the Cards. So not a good one yesterday for the uh, Cardinals with Helsley blowing it.
3: Yeah, but Travis um you at least got one. They get one. And in the standings you are now fourth in the Central. Mhm. Behind the Reds. It's true.
1: Uh, we lost on a Friday and then we won on a Saturday, two to one. Good pitching performance there. Mm-hmm. So um, Jordan Montgomery had a lot of traffic on the base pass, but still had an opportunity to win it. But Guardians walk it off there, and uh, Cubs got swept at home, three game sweep as the Reds come in, winning on Sunday, eight to five, and. Get the sweep,
3: yeah. Come in a Wrigley Field and clean up with that, Travis. We are now last in the Central. Ah, we are last in the Central at twenty-two and thirty, and man, yeah. Again, you lost to the Mets to end that series ten to one. You lose to the Reds on Friday nine to nothing, and then two straight games of eight to five against the Reds, and the Reds have now leapfrogged both us and the Cardinals and are now third. In the Central.
1: Yeah, who would have predicted that?
3: (sighs) Travis, this Cubs team needs to do something to shake it up. Need to do something. Yeah. What is that something? Get rid of David Ross. I figured y'all would say that. That's what I'm saying. Travis, he is a great guy. And he's very likable. But he's not a manager. He can't do it. Anytime there's any criticism, he gets very defensive, and he doesn't know how to manage games, he can't manage his bullpen. And a perfect example, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in the podcast. I'm not going to spend all our time talking about the Cubs, but they take on the Rays today, Travis. Yesterday's game against the Reds, okay? First of all, the Rays are the best team in baseball, or if not the best top five, right? They're up there, yeah. They're up there. Yesterday, as you said, lost 8-5. to What was the one bright spot for the Cubs? Patrick Wisdom hit two home runs, has 14 now in the season. He had all five RBIs for the Cubs. That one guy was trying to carry us to a victory. So what does David Ross do today? He's sitting him, of course. He's not in the lineup. Of course. Instead, Travis, the lineup for the Cubs today has three hitters hitting below 200. Oof. Including Miles Mastroboni, who is leading off hitting below 100. Ooh, is he wanting to get fired? <laughs> like is that his <laughs> is that his goal? I don't get this lineup. Master Boney, he's 7 for 41. he hasn't been up a lot, but that's a 171 average and he's leading off. Rios is two for 23 for a 0.087 average. Mervis is batting 200 and Tucker Barnhart's batting 179. Mm-hmm. and I know everyone's gonna say, oh well, let's say it's a matchup issue. It's a matchup issue. I don't care. You put the hot hands in on a team that has struggled to get offense. Wisdom's hot right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. You got to play the matchups. You got,
3: no, you got to play the statistics, the hot, the analytics. No. Forget analytics, Travis. It's. Oh, I would like to. Yeah, this Cubs team that they need to get rid of David Ross because here's the thing, Travis, and here's why the Cubs are in such a precarious position. They're last in the Central, right there with the Cardinals. Yep. But we're still only five and five and a half games out of the Central. You yeah. need one thing to change it around, and you could be winning this Central. Right. This is still a winnable division. Yeah.
1: And that was the talking point with the uh, Guardians as well, just how bad the NL Central was and how bad the AL Central is AL as Central well. is worse. So. It is worse. Yeah. But still. Yeah, that's... That's the point is that you know, you you have this bad record, but you're still within striking distance of the division. You
3: cannot wait till the trade deadline to do something. Whether that be trade for someone or make a change in leadership or whatever the case may be, because you're still in this now. Yeah. And if you I remember
1: change could be coming for sure.
3: If you remember in twenty twenty, whenever the Cubs got rid of everyone, they said by twenty twenty three we're going to be competing for the NL Central. Well, looking at my calendar, it's 2023, and we're last place. Mm-hmm. So, not so much. Not so much. So let's figure it out.
1: <sighs> figure or it all out. of you
3: can go. Figure GM on down.
1: Figure it out. Make a change. All right, I've talked too much. I'm sorry. And, go ahead. And uh, speaking of the team that's coming into town, the Rays, they just beat the uh, Dodgers 11-10 2 to win the series yesterday. So... High-scoring affair there. And the Rockies also beat the Mets 11-2 with 10 as well. Uh, the Astros, they have swept the A's. No surprise there as the A's 10-45 and now. So Cubs are in last place in the NL Central, and we're in the bottom two. But at least we're not the A's. That's true. With 10 games. Uh, the Marlins, they actually came in to L.A. And they swept the Angels as they won a 2 to nothing. Yesterday, Diamondbacks they salvaged a the sweep as uh, they won on Sunday four to two. But that was the only one they got. Merrill Kelly struck out ten in the win, and the Mariners they got a win in extras over the Pirates six to three. And the Braves they won eleven to four to a split with the Phillies there on a Sunday night baseball. Games going on today, like we mentioned, the Rays and uh, Cubs. And we got uh, Bradley against Strowman. Uh, Strowman going for the Cubbies. And uh, later on today here on 98.9, you got Wainwright going on Memorial Day. And uh, that will be here at 12.20. We'll begin the uh, pregame. And 105 will be the game broadcast. First pitch will follow After that, you also got Cleveland and Baltimore today, Texas and Detroit, Colorado and uh, Diamondbacks, Twins, Astros, Pirates, Giants, Braves, A's, Angels, White Sox there in Chicago, Nationals, Dodgers, and Yankees and Mariners scoring off today as well. All right, so we're up against the clock and we'll return to closing out with the top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend coming at you up next.
0: The starting lineup from 98-9 The Game Studios will be right back. You know what they say, spring showers will bring the flowers.
2: And the fresh vegetables and green lawns and healthy shrubs. But only if you plant them. And you can't plant them.
0: If you don't buy them.
2: Well, you can find everything you need right here from local businesses.
0: Gardening tools, soil, landscaping services, tree trimming, seeds, starts.
2: Local experts know what will grow best right here.
0: So you can grow your garden.
2: While you help grow the local community.
0: By shopping right here.
2: Oh, I could use a new umbrella and a raincoat and maybe some new shoes.
0: And I'm thinking about getting. Getting back into running and biking. Look
1: for local spring sales.
0: And get some exercise. Spring cleaning
1: is a good start.
0: Time to shop local at places like these.
3: The Medicine Shop at 600 West Jordan Street in Newton. Paler Pharmacy at 203 South Main Street in Dietrich. Niemerg Steakhouse. So delicious, always special, Niemerg Steakhouse.
2: My name is Monica. I'm an elementary school teacher. My name is Mitch. I'm a graphic design specialist. We have four children. Currently we have life and auto insurance with Erie. They've always been a good company and good customer service. If anything ever happens to me, my family will be protected. Your Erie agent in Effingham is Weiss Insurance. Get a quote at 217-342-9777 or visit weissinsurance.com. Life insurance and annuity products are not available in New York. Buffalo Bill Center of the West in Cody, Wyoming welcomes you as you enter Yellowstone Park's east entrance. Five museums in one, including a wonderful Plains Indian Museum. Welcome to the West. Buffalo Bill Center of the West, Cody, Wyoming. If finding time to manage your personal or business banking is overwhelming, the First State Bank of Beecher City is here for you. At the First State Bank of Beecher City, we pride ourselves on offering products that are catered to our customers' needs. Our mobile app allows you to freeze your debit cards, place debit cards on travel lists, temporarily raise your card limits, receive notifications every time your card is used, and make mobile deposits and loan payments. Let us make banking a convenience in your life, any place, anytime. Contact us today at the First State Bank of Beecher City. Member FDIC.
0: And now. But then uh, tomorrow,
1: open up a uh, three-game set with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks coming up uh, tomorrow. But enjoy St. Louis Cardinal. Baseball right here and right now on ninety eight nine the game. The starting lineup. Oh, I still got we still got yeah, a few well, more minutes. Yeah, really what am I doing? Good. What am I doing here? You're supposed yeah, to keep me you're sorry. supposed to keep me on the rails here. I'm Jeez, sorry. my I, god. I was I
3: was I was just agreeing with you. Oh my god. It's okay. Not really. But... Yeah, we still got a couple more minutes. Let's talk about Carrasco. On ninety eight nine the game.
1: Oh, I still got, we still got a few more minutes. What am I doing? Welcome back here to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 for just a, a little bit longer. Hopefully you're enjoying your Memorial Day here with us, and uh, we're gonna conclude this show like we always conclude a Monday show, and that's the top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. So let's go. And now it's time
0: for the top three.
1: And it's no different than any other uh, sports weekend. It's a top three, no particular order. But I'm starting with Maya, number three, and that was yesterday at the Indy 500. There was a crash, and a tire flew off yeah. a car and landed on some poor lady's Chevy Cruze in the parking lot. Yep. And the uh, president of the uh, motor speedway did arrange for her to kiss the bricks right there that I'm showing a picture of, mm-hmm. and a ride home as well.
3: Travis, I went uh, for qualifying day one year. That Uh, is right where I parked. Ooh! Right where I parked. As soon as that happened, I'm like, I parked right there. Right where that white car was. That could have been your four. It could have been me, (laughs) but it wasn't. Uh, Uh, My first one, we already talked about the pathetic, absolutely embarrassing play of the Chicago Cubs. This was a team that at the end of April you thought maybe had a chance of doing decent this year and... It has fallen off a wagon in a month. Yep. This team looks like absolute garbage, and we're throwing out Little League lineups. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, With the lineup that you're throwing out today. Yeah. As an example. Yeah.
3: Happy Memorial Day.
1: <laughs> Happy Memorial Day. Remember
3: when we were good.
1: Uh, My number two uh, was a happy day for FEM Sports as FEM Hearts, they win uh, the baseball regional championship and uh, the Crosstowners, the St. Anthony Bulldogs win the uh, sectional championship in baseball and uh, softball as well, particularly softball coming from behind to beat Tolono Unity.
3: My number two was the uh, the fun day of golf uh, had um, on Saturday up in uh, Mattoon. I didn't play well. The person I was playing with didn't play well either, but that's okay. Still had a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about the back yeah, nine. We're not talking about it, but we, we had fun. That's the important thing. Different. Had fun so
1: different course as well so nice to explore branching
3: out the state of illinois that's right
1: golf courses had fun
3: enjoyed the nice weather
1: yes it was gorgeous this weekend And then my number one moment from the sports weekend was on Saturday and give me all the Miami Heat fans' tears as I loved. I can't tell you how much I loved the videos of seeing Miami Heat fans celebrate, thinking that they won, that they're going to the NBA Finals, only to realize in their celebration that the Boston Celtics tipped it in at the end and they're going to lose and blow a 3-0 series lead. Start the crybaby sound effect for the tears. (laughs) Give them all to me. Give them all to me. Can't happen to a better fan base.
3: You in Florida? Do you ever want to go to a beach? I'll go somewhere else. Okay. The happiest place on earth is in Florida, not according to Travis. Uh, my number one, Travis mentioned it, the Indy 500. The, I will say, the top three most controversial ending in Indy 500 history. I will say that. I'll explain why in the podcast because... I smell a rat with the way this thing ended, and mm. I will break it down for you and tell you why. There was a rat, and I think the fix was in.
1: Oh, so you're saying that the Indy car is rigged?
3: Yes, 100%. I'm saying it right here. Hashtag. The Indy 500 was rigged.
1: Hashtag Indy 500 now rigged? Now, I'll
3: tell you why, coming up in just a little bit <laughs>
1: okay. on the
3: pod. Download it at I'm fired up today,
1: Travis. Yeah, no, that's that's a tease. That's a tease for you right there. So make sure you download the uh, podcast. And a quick update before we uh, get out of here with uh, St. Anthony in action in baseball the super sectionals last report i have is goreville and uh, saint anthony six to five at uh, goreville and they're going into the bottom of the sixth inning uh, and in uh, softball in the uh, bottom of the fourth it's saint anthony still with a five to three lead over quincy Notre Dame. so uh we'll check in and see on those mm-hmm. scores and Report about him, and you can see about him on the website femradio.com with the local sports tab. But more to talk about in the pod with that hashtag Indy500Rigged, and we'll talk about that coming up next. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is whoever is filling
0: in for Fitz and Harry. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. <laughs>
1: Welcome back in and welcome into overtime of the uh, podcast, Memorial Day edition podcast for you. And uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. We still got more meat on the bone in the way of racing uh, this weekend. Eric still got more mm-hmm. to say about hashtag Indy 500 rigged and we still got a little playoffs to hit up on the uh, Stanley Cup of playoffs as that has been extended to tonight as well. So we'll... Check in on that, and we probably won't be able to get to a NASCAR pick 'em because, well, thanks to the rain, yeah. nothing's happened yet, and things continue to not happen. Uh, so, well, we'll have to wait for that another day. hmm So, is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to hit up on?
3: Yeah, we're going to talk about one of, I think, Travis's favorites, and that's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's coming clean. The former running back said on the Steel Here podcast that he was being a little petty during the end of his tenure with the Steelers and didn't want to leave Pittsburgh. According to Bell, the Steelers offered him $13.3 million per season in 2017, which he declined Then franchised him and offered the same deal the following season. He sat out the entire 2018 season before signing a four-year, $52.5 million contract with the Jets in 2019. He also, in that same interview, said that he smoked a lot before games. Yeah, I see. So, there's there's that as well. Uh, Calls Adam Gase terrible at calling plays when he was in New York. And when asked if he was done, because he didn't play last year, Mm -hmm. and he is dabbling in a professional boxing career, Mm -hmm. he did say that he hasn't yet officially retired from playing football. And he told the podcast he'd like to retire with the Steelers, but wants a chance to get a few carries in the preseason, quote, so I can show y'all he can still play.
1: Mm, There you go.
3: There you go. So, get him and... uh, uh, Adrian Peterson on the same team. We'll have a an old running back battle. See who's still relevant. Mm, there you go. How Le'Veon about that? Bell. Le'Veon Bell going the Adrian Peterson route and saying he's he's not done yet. <laughs> After one does it, the other one has to come out and do it too. So, of course. And uh, that's really all I got, Travis. All you got, Sports huh? center-wise. Not a whole lot We've, that we haven't already touched on. Sure. Uh, so. Uh... Oh, uh, Joe Kitch advanced in the... Uh, to the French round second open. That was the other thing this morning, or this morning, because the French open's happening. But they didn't know that because no one's in it.
1: No one's in it that people care about. Yep. Not very many, at least. Nope. Uh, the uh, Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, we got a, a game six uh, later on uh, this evening, uh, thanks to uh, the uh, Stars winning on a uh, Saturday uh, there in uh, Vegas, and they were victorious uh, four to two. Uh, Couple of goals in the uh, third period get them the uh, dub, so they uh, stave off elimination. They're trying to pull a Boston sports franchise uh, as they're trying to come back from a 3-0 deficit as well, trying to make these playoffs interesting. And uh, the series shifts back to Dallas tonight at uh, seven o'clock on ESPN. The Knights in Dallas, so uh, only need one more win, in mm-hmm. Vegas and Vegas in a little bit of trouble. So, yep, they could be, uh, they could be uh, advanced to the uh, finals there with Florida, or could be going to a Game Seven in uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs mm-hmm. as well. And uh, that one, I believe, would be on Wednesday. Yes, Game Seven would be in Vegas on a Wednesday at eight o'clock. So we'll have to wait the outcome. Yes, of tonight. So you got a Game Six and a Game Seven tonight. Oh, lots going on. What a way to end Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Nice. So look out for those games tonight. Um, I wish this would have happened earlier because we would have had a late submission for uh, the uh, top three with the EIU as they were announced in their playoff region or their uh, postseason regional game. And I'm seeing it right here on their uh, Twitter page of the nice reaction that they had when they were announced uh, that they're going to be facing Vanderbilt in the oh. NCAA
3: tournament. Nice. Where is where's that going to be at? That is going to be in the Nashville region. Oh, in regional. at Vanderbilt. Yeah. I knew they were hosting, so
1: I, I figured that was probably where they yeah, were. Yeah, the sixth seed, of course, Vanderbilt. Always yep. known for uh, baseball and some have some top prospects in and out. And that will be on Friday, so... Uh, Good luck to uh, EIU getting in there. 41-win Vanderbilt. Yeah, tough draw for EIU. EIU, 38-19, OVC champions, Mm -hmm. tournament champions. That's how they got there. So, uh, really cool, but just missed out. Just missed out on that uh, top three moment there.
3: Yep. Ah. Just missed it.
1: The uh, playoff, the region, the postseason announcements couldn't have been a little bit sooner.
3: No, they started at noon. Mm. So I, I knew we weren't gonna get it, but Oh well.
1: Oh well. I did have a final from the uh baseball game. Yeah. With Gorville and Saint Anthony. Gorville got the win. Six to five, so mm. uh St Anthony not going to the uh, state tournament there in a uh, baseball. Gorville gets the win. So Hmm. That was the uh, final gotcha. final that I got six to six to five. It was mm-hmm. so falling one short there. Yep. All right, so uh, let's get to uh, more of the uh, racing. That yeah. Want
3: to take it to the okay. 8500 Well, first we'll do Monaco. Yeah. That was first, and Red Bull won again. So Red Bull, there's already talk of an undefeated season. Wow. Which would be unprecedented. Wow. The odds of one team. I know there's two guys, but the odds of one team winning every race is just so unheard of. But they are just head and shoulders better than everybody else. They're not head and shoulders better than everyone else. They're like four bodies better than everybody else. Like no one's in their same time zone.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh Verstappen got the win. Yep.
3: yep. Pretty easily. Yep, pretty handedly. And I think his his teammate actually did not finish second. So no. They actually had to have a – he had to pull through for him, and luckily he did. But, yeah, it was pretty pretty ho-hum, pretty easy. So, in the rain there in Monaco. Yeah, right, uh, the rain did come a little
1: bit. Yep. caused a little issues for the drivers, but not yep. for stopping. Gets another win.
3: All right, let's talk Indy. Indy 500. Because, first of all, Travis, they're – I don't know why, but still, even though I've seen it so many times, the opening ceremonies for the Indy 500 always gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. and always gets me emotional. And there's two things that always do it. Playing at TAPS. Sure. And back home again in Indiana. And it just fires me up. And I don't know. I'm not from Indiana. I shouldn't no. be. But maybe it's because it is the biggest event that is consistently close to us. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll have, there, there'll be big things in Chicago, but they kind of, you know, they go through cycles, but mm-hmm. every year on Memorial Day, there's going to be the Indy 500 two and a half, three hours away from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a massive event. And I think whenever they talk about it in that song, you know, on the banks of the Wabash, it's like, that's an hour away. Like the Wabash river is an hour away. I cross it almost every other weekend when I go with my family to Evansville and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe that's part of it. Like. Maybe. I, I have a personal connection with the song. So let's talk about the race. First of all, Graham Hall. What, what happened Him Didn't even get to start the race. Battery died on the pace laps, had to go behind the wall, fell two laps down before the race even started. So uh, his, he was just snake bit this year. Like yeah. that's, that that that's all you can say about him. Yeah. Um, The first uh, 150 hundred and i think it was 93 straight laps without a caution then we had our first caution pit strategy was kind of doing its thing um and then it was kind of um there was another incident that happened travis with your boy uh stingray rob got in a crash uh, so um he was s- mad at graham ray hall so the the two of them were were upset with each other uh he but stingray 31st yeah stingray rob got got taken out there um Two of the two of the contenders early on had an incident on pit road. Um, uh, I believe it, it was uh, Pello and uh, Renus VK um, got together on pit road. But really, Travis, things kind of took a turn on lap one eighty three. Um, at that point, uh, lap one eighty four, actually, there was an accident. Uh, Rosenquist was was trying to make a move. Felix Rosenquist. Uh, hit the wall, spun out. Kyle Kirkwood coming along, flipped over, sent that tire over the fence you were talking about. It was very scary. He slid quite a long ways on his on his head almost. Mm-hmm. Um, very scary. No one was injured. No fans in the grandstand were injured. But that's brought out a red flag, sure. which you would expect. So it's set up. Eight laps left. So we, we come to get the green flag. We come back around. And there was an accident. Patio O'Ward, a couple other uh, drivers got in an accident, including one where uh, the, the car that was behind O'Ward, he had already been in a crash, had no brakes and had no steering, and he ran up on the back of him and he went straight up in the air and kind of pogo-sticked and came down. It was really crazy. Hadn't Ooh. seen an accident like that. Um, so that brought out another red flag. Mm-hmm. So then we come down to the start. Three laps to go. We're coming down for the restart. Mm-hmm. Before the the start, there's an accident. Yep. Caution comes out. The announcers are going, I think this is it. We're not going to have enough time to clear this track and, and get, you know, reset, restarted. Because when we come back around, because, you, you know, half the leaders had already past the start-finish line when the caution came out. So they have to come all the way around. It's not like NASCAR. The field isn't frozen. You're not supposed to race back to the yellow, though. But those leaders have to come around and take the yellow flag. So by that point, there'll be two laps left. The announcers are like, there's no... We can't make this up. Like, this race is over. And at the time, it was Erickson who was ahead of Joseph Newgarden. So they're like, we think this is over. And then they come off of turn four, and it's no... We're going to red flag this race.
1: Hmm.
3: And the announcers are like, this is unprecedented. We don't know what's going to happen. And then they explain what's basically going to happen is they're going to come out of pit road. And when they come back around, they're going to get the green flag and it'll be one lap. That's Hmm. it. This has never happened before in Indy in Indy races. We've had Indy races, Indy 500 races end under yellow before. Yeah, it's not not very fun. No, but it's not uncommon there sure. is no green white checkered rule in indycar there's no overtime there's nothing no. like that yeah so new garden was in second erickson was the leader erickson comes down the back stretch, and new garden passes him gets the win erickson won last year joseph new garden who was 0 for 11 in his career, at the Indy 500, driving for Roger Penske, uh, did everything he needed to do on that last lap to get the win, um, and, and he and he got it. He did he did his job. He got the win. Uh, but here's Travis, where I'm gonna say this thing is fixed. It's rigged. It's rigged, and here's why. Do you know who owns Indianapolis Motor Speedway? No, I don't. Roger Penske. Do you know who owns the IndyCar Series? Roger Penske. Uh, Yeah, I was going to guess that. Guess who Joseph Newgarden drives for, Travis? Roger Penske. Uh. You can't tell me that it's a coincidence that his car is second and him being the big boss goes, wait a minute. I think we need to red flag this thing. I think we need to get one more shot at getting this thing to go green. (laughs) And his driver just happens to win. Yeah, it's funny how that works out. Travis, this was set up. This was rigged for Joseph Newgarten to get this win. And that is awful. Mm. Because here's the other thing there would have been a payout to Erickson because he won last year's Indy 500. No one has won a back to back Indy 500 since Elio Castroneva is in 0102. And every mm. year that money rolls over. So it's, I think, $400,000 or so that he would have gotten extra. Wow. So. Now, you can say, no, that is totally irrelevant. But here's my argument, Travis. And as I said, we have had races end under caution before. The precedent is there. We've never once before had a one-lap shootout. Erickson in his post-race, he was so mad. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame him. He's like, one lap is not enough to get our tires warmed up. It's not enough to get the cars set up like it's not enough time. Yeah. And I agree with him. This should not have happened. Yes. You want the race to end under green flag, if at all possible, but you've already set the precedent that no, what there's not enough time. Yeah. And here's the other thing, Travis earlier in the race award had a, had a restart and They ended up calling off the restart because he was bringing the field down too slow. So they made another lap and then came back and did the restart. What would have happened if Erickson decided, you know what? That's already happened in this race. What if I bring the field down too slow? Mm -hmm. What if I'm going slow enough? Do they wave it off? Because if they wave it off, I come around and get the win because there's only one lap left. Yeah. Hmm. Or what would happen if he jumped the restart? If he went and got gone before anyone else got ready to go, all right? I there was just so much, and the announcers were saying this on the the broadcast. You're setting it up to where all gloves are off and just go for the win. And we talk about that a lot in NASCAR. But in NASCAR, Travis, you're in a fully bodied stock car where you're pretty protected. In IndyCar, these cars are going 225, 230 miles an hour with not a whole lot of protection around the drivers. No. We can't be having drivers going, all right, it's one lap. I'm going to do whatever I can to win, even though it's the Indy 500. I get it.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
3: you can't have that mentality, Travis. Someone will get hurt badly if we do. I just, I don't like this. I just, I, I, it smells funky.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it is kind of interesting that the uh, owner just happens to be the owner of the track and
3: whatnot. Owner of the track, owner of the series. Yeah. So, um, in 2020, Travis, the Indy 500 ended under caution. After a crash on lap 195. 195! There was five laps left and there was a crash. And they said, nope, we're not restarting it. This year, there's a crash with three laps left. We're red flagging it. We're going to go give it one lap. Right,
1: I <laughs> mean uh, the guy really was a slide in there, oh yeah, with his head just barely above the asphalt there, and the fire and sparks,
3: and again, uh, there's a lot of people talking about it in a lot of different places that as Erickson said, he said, I don't think that's the right way to do it. There's not enough laps to do it. I know we want to have a green flag finish, and that's great for the fans. It's fantastic. But the way that crash on the previous restart happened, is not enough laps to do what we did, in my opinion. It's the third time in four years the Indy 500 has had a debatable finish due to the decision on either to throw a red flag or let the race finish under caution. Hmm. So, yeah. But again, like we said, in 2020, there seemed to be a chance for car to do something different. In that race, uh, Spencer uh, Pagat crashed with five laps to go instead of throwing a red flag, which would have required a lengthy repair to a pit road uh, thing because he hit pit road. Um They said nope, and they ran the race under caution. They said after that decision, quote, IndyCar makes every effort to end races under green. But in this case, following the assessment of the incident, there were two few laps remaining to gather the field behind the pace car, issue a red flag, and then restart for a green flag finish. the 2020 race, there would have been one lap left to finish the race, and that seemed unworkable. This year, however, IndyCar opted to end the race with a one-lap shootout. Travis, of the 107, Indy 500s had been run. Sunday's race was the first to have multiple red flags for crashes. There were three of them. Mm. I Again, this is not. Now, other drivers said it was a good move. Tony Kanaan, who was in his last Indy 500, said we need to think about the show. The bigger complaint we had every year was we shouldn't finish under yellow. Look at this place. Do we really want to finish under yellow with all these people out here? Santino Ferrucci who finished third said IndyCar is doing the right thing I'm not going to knock them for going red and giving us all a chance what are, what are you going to do you want to finish under green for the fans which we did at the end of the day it's about the fans mm-hmm. and then I love Alexander Rossi what he said they asked him about it he said I wasn't going to win anyway so I didn't care either way <laughs> it's irrelevant to us it's not like we were leading or anything there you go so, a honest
1: and answer.
3: here's the great, great one Roger Penske who owns IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and his car, as we talked about, he reiterated that the race control group operates independently. He said, quote, I had nothing to do with it, obviously. Obviously, Roger. Obviously, obviously you had nothing at all to do with it. So, I think it puts a, a damper on what was a pretty good race. Um because there's just controversy about it. And I feel bad for Joseph Newgarden. His post-race celebration, Travis, was awesome. Hey, we would never I... seen that. We've seen Elio climb the fence, stuff like that. He went into the crowd. Everybody he was the in crowd. the third row. He's a Nashville boy, so he's all about partying. He ha- likes to have a good time. So I love that. I-, I thought that was a really cool moment. But there's still a cloud hanging over it because there's just too much for me that was iffy about the way it ended.
1: Hmm.
3: And you don't want that to happen on your premiere event. No. That'd be like if the Daytona 500 was stopped, had a one-lap shootout, and then whoever owned the Daytona 500 and owned NASCAR ended up getting the win. And everyone would be going, oh, well, that's well, fixed because it's NASCAR. And mm-hmm. and the fact that they're saying, again, there's this, there's this tightrope we need to walk, Travis. And, and I think the... Sports of motorsports has to walk it more than any other sport in that we want viewers and we want to put on a good good show for the fans. Yeah. But are we willing to sacrifice legitimacy of our event to do it? Mm. Because what what would have happened, Travis? And it, it didn't, luckily, thank goodness. But let's say they do that one lap restart and they all go down into one. And Newgarten goes, I got one shot to win this. And he goes down to the bottom. And him and Erickson crash and take out another four cars. Are we going to say the guy who finished fifth, he was the winner of the Indy 500. Because he survived a crash on the last lap? Is that how we want to decide the biggest race in your entire season? Yeah. I know that happens in Daytona. But that comes with the Daytona racing. That's how NASCAR races. That's not IndyCar. Yeah, no, different. So... I
1: don't know. It seemed like I'm a last uh,
3: lap here. They, there was a lot of swerving going around. Oh yeah. Like they were trying to break the draft. That's called unleashing the dragon. That's what Erickson did last year to get the win because Indy cars are much more dependent on the draft. So that second car can get right up behind you and gets a nice little speed boost of about five or six miles an hour and able to pass him. So what the lead car tries to do is swerve to break up that draft. So that second car can't get it. Um, which is a legal move. You can do that. Even going all the way down to like Pet Road. Yep, like that? there is no out of bounds I mean. or anything. So, you can go. We saw Tony Kanan making passes in the grass um, yesterday. There is no out of bounds at Indianapolis. But again, <laughs> why are you putting your drivers in that situation? When we already had this week earlier this week, we had a driver fracture three vertebrae in his back and couldn't race, and that's how Graham Rahal got in the race. So you can't say, oh, well, these cars are safe. These drivers won't get injured. No, we've already had an injury in the past week. Why are you putting your drivers in a case to where they could get injured? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I'm I, you, Anyone can talk to me and say, have a reason. I don't care. Don't like it. Think the fix was in. I'm happy for Joseph Newgarden. He did what he needed to do, but we should have never had a restart. It should have ended under caution. Would the fans have been that upset because there was one last lap run? Uh, I I don't think so. They probably would have Because they'd seen a great race leading up to it. Yeah.
1: They probably would have been bummed it ended in under yellow, though.
3: But there's a precedent for it. Yeah, I know. It's a bad one. This is the first Indy 500 in 107 years, Travis, to finish with a one-lap shootout.
1: Yeah. You should do it more
3: often. Then make a rule. If you want to do an overtime, fine. Just make a rule that says, if we get...
1: And then there'll be people complaining about
3: overtime. Like, this is
1: a NASCAR.
3: Right, exactly. (laughs) But IndyCar, unlike NASCAR... NASCAR, I will say this. I'm a NASCAR fan. NASCAR is all about entertainment. That is what they want. They want to entertain the fans more so than it being a, quote-unquote, legitimate sporting event. Which is why I like it. IndyCar, I feel, looks at itself as more legitimate. It's more upper class. It's more, it's not quite F1. F1's like at the top of, we are a legitimate sport and that's all we do. And we don't care if our driver, you know, Verstappen wins by 48 seconds. He's the best car and the best driver and he should win. And that's, they don't care about that. IndyCar is a notch below that to Mm -hmm. where they want to seem legitimate, but we'll do stuff every once in a while to make sure the fans are entertained. Whereas NASCAR is like, don't turn the channel. We're gonna have forty-five cars go for it for two laps. Like,
1: I, mean, I kind of feel like IndyCar does try to be F1 just because of how similar their cars yes.
3: look. So, and again, that's just a product of of the racing and 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 the style of cars. As you said, they they've always been looked at as F1's little brother. Yeah, um, because they just stick to America, whereas F1's all around the globe. Mm -hmm. but again that goes back to what do you want to be do you want to be entertaining and entertain the crowd or do you want to be a legitimate sport you can't do both every time and until you as an IndyCar set a precedent and say this is what we're doing from now on you're going to keep having issues like this and you're going to keep having people like myself raise questions because I here's my thing Travis if you put a Chip Ganassi car first, and a Chip Ganassi car second, are we starting that race again? I say no. I say it was because of Penske car. It's probably a good chance. Because we've never had it happen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's probably a good chance. So, sorry, I'm saying that the fix was in. I'm saying they at least gave the opportunity for it to happen. Mm. Because no one other than that second-place driver was going to get another chance to win it. No one from third on back was going to win. It was only going to be either the guy in first or the guy in second. That's it. Unless they collided. Mm. But other than that, if they race clean, which they'd done all day, you don't have bumpers. It's not like you can just bump a guy out of the way like NASCAR. No. You hit a guy in IndyCar, he's going to go flying into the fence. Yeah. So it left a sour taste in my mouth. Did not like it. Roger Penske, I think, fixed it. Not a fan.
1: Fixes in.
3: Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. So I will ignore IndyCar again until next
1: May. (laughs) Like most. Like most people do. Like most people.
3: (laughs) Uh, Well. Although I'm trying to figure out, Travis, I saw a commercial during the the broadcast. They're going to be racing in Iowa. Okay. Coming up here at the end of June. And they have... For two days, they have Kenny Chesney and Carrie Underwood in concert. And the next day is a Zach Brown band and Ed Sharon. Mm. Kind of a weird. What is the audience that IndyCar is going for? Kind of a weird person to throw in there. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Well, and just that audience in general. When you think country music, do you think IndyCar?
1: No, not really. Not really. Maybe Iowa.
3: I guess the that's Iowa the tie-in is is Iowa. Mm. It's just that's odd to me. It is. And again, you put that next to I think that that is the weekend before the Chicago Street Course where they're having the Chain Smokers and Miranda Lambert perform. Hmm.
1: The good old Chain Smokers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've ranted Wonderful, long uh, enough. Fire David Ross.
1: Fire David Ross. And Eric wants it done now.
3: Now, sooner rather than later. Immediately. Get him out of here. We have a chance at winning the division. <laughs> Get him out of here. Wants him gone, immediately. Thank you for 2016, Rossi. Go.
1: Yeah,
3: it's been real. You're never meant to be a manager. You sat under the Joe Madden tree for so long. Yeah. You're Joe Madden, but worse.
1: Joe Madden light
3: yeah all right Travis <clears throat> been real I think all right yeah I was just gonna
1: get one last yeah. uh, update here it looks like St. Anthony won yay the softball super so they're going to state Congratulations. later on, later on this week so uh St. Anthony winner over Quincy Notre Dame good job so, a good thing to hear here on this Memorial Day to uh, close out the show. Yep. So that will finally do it if I turn that up a little bit. We didn't get to hear it very much at the end of the show. So I thought I'd play it again and play us out here. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll be back for you tomorrow. Talk about that. Game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Celtics Heat. Who is going to take on the nuggets. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. And till then, have a safe and happy Memorial Day and we'll be back tomorrow. Peace out.